Okay, we're about to Love get Talk ready. Radio. All right, we're about to get ready to teach this sermon, so please stand. Stand by, please. <clears throat> Chapman uh, Durden, Dr. Wilson says education, please. Uh, sir, I have uh, three master's degrees. The first, one, <clears throat> the first one is in human resources, which means personnel administration. And I served as a recruiter for federal employees for 30 years. And when I retired, <clears throat> the, Lord, <clears throat> the Lord called me to the ministry. And uh, so I went to school and got a master's in theology. And then as uh, that, I served as, <clears throat> I served as a um, chaplain for 20 years, uh, about 10 years ago. Thank you, sir. Everybody stand by, please. It's going to be solid for a minute. I'm waiting to one more person to come in. Wait one minute, please. Okay, everybody stand by, please. Okay, welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio.com. It's a blessing to be here. We are still having our telethon. We're raising money for the ending of the year to keep the bills paid here, and we pray that you make a donation this evening. You can go to LiveDeliverance.com on the lower left-hand side, the PayPal, there's a PayPal icon. Please so see to keep us on the air. Demonically called conditions. If people can't see that people carry demons in this day and time that we live in, I don't know when would they be able to see them or recognize them. It is not normal for a human being to take an AR-15 and to just go kill people they don't even know and don't have no remorse for it. God did not create a man's soul to be like that. All this mass murders, road rage. Two police officers in New Jersey were shot, sniper fire. They do, they're doing uh, counter-measure movements on the police. Lots of violence, Genesis 6, 11 says that, that there will be violence in the earth before Christ comes. Have you ever considered your church that does not have the Holy Spirit, don't even speak in tongues, uh, don't even acknowledge the Sabbath, don't do prophecy, don't do nothing but just teach Jonah Ark and the Beatitudes, Noah's Ark, and know nothing about deliverance. Well, there are a lot of things that's causing people to react evil, and those are demonic spirits. Demons are used by Satan to oppose God, his plan, and his purpose. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus, how God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, and who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Come, Holy Spirit, use me as your oracle. Allow the power of God 
to speak to your children. We come up against every demonic spirit that will bring hindrance to this teaching. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Demons are used by Satan to oppose God, his plan and purpose, and his, pe and his people. They also war against unbelievers to keep them from the truth of the gospel. Demons control Pacific territory, principalities, such as the Prince of Persia mentioned in Daniel chapter 10, 12 through 13. Demons also work through personalities, through men and women to accomplish satanic objectives in the world. For people to want to kill somebody because of a political ideology of of philosophy of the Democrats or philosophy of the Republicans and hate somebody because of those particular fleshly issues and you bring hate to a person it's absurd and demonic opposition to God's will is Satan's main objectives the word Satan means adversary Satan is primarily God's adversary that's in Job 1 6 Matthew chapter 3 I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 13, verse 39. He is secondary man's adversary, Zechariah chapter 3, 1, and 1 Peter 5, 8. Demons have different natures. One demon identified himself in 1 Kings 22 and 23 as a lying spirit. A deaf and dumb spirit is identified in Mark 9, 25. Demons of various natures operate as spirits of infirmity, Seducing spirits, unclean spirits, Satan used them to war against man in body, soul, and spirit, and mind conscious. Most of the stuff that you watch on TV are demonic. And you get these demonic channels and watching these horror movies, and you say you want to learn exorcism. If you don't learn exorcism by watching a movie, I'll do that. I watch some of them based on true stories and, you know, just look at it to see is there anything that I can learn from. And you can learn from anything, but learn from the Bible. Get biblical teachings concerning demons. Amen. There are spirits that affect the body of believers as well as unbelievers. We read in Luke chapter 13, verse 10 through 17, this woman was afflicted with a spirit of infirmity. So she was present in the Sabbath services on a, on a Saturday, and Jesus called her daughter of Abraham. This is a miracle on the Sabbath day. See, that's why a lot of people can't see no healing in these churches. You want God to honor a day that he doesn't recognize. Now, I think God put the universe together, made the seeds upon the seas and the rivers upon the rivers, and the evening was the first day. The evening was the first day in the beginning. It was not morning. It was the evening and the morning was the first day and God created the Sabbath day and the devil don't like the Sabbath day he hates it matter of fact he wants to keep you away from what I'm saying right now some of you turn the, the thing off when I talk about the Sabbath but you're a Christian you're supposed to be here Jesus uh, healing a woman in the, on a Saturday service why didn't Jesus heal on a Sunday nowhere in the Bible that Jesus healed anybody on no Sunday you can't, it's not biblical. The Sabbath day, right here in your face. <laughs> this woman was afflicted with a spirit of infirmity. She was present in the Sabbath services, and Jesus called her a daughter of Abraham. Both these facts indicate that she was probably a follower of God, yet Satan had afflicted her body for 18 years. 
For other examples of demonic powers afflicting the body, we need to see Matthew chapter 12, verse 22. Matthew chapter 17, verse 15 through 18. Counter offense prayer to counter offense any sickness. A demon, Acts 10, 38. And 2 Corinthians 12, 7. Seducing spirits. These spirits, the spirit of man seducing him to believe doctrine or lies and to be condemned to eternal punishment. There are spirits of false doctrine, cults, false Christ and false teachers. Anything that is not the truth, including the political system that the politics do, they put lies and mix truth with lies. This is why God doesn't want Christians to be dabbling with that. Now the spirit speaker is present that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils in First Timothy four one. These seducing spirits are deceptive. They actually work miracles that lead some to believe that they are of God. For they are spirits of the devil working miracles which go forth into the kings of the earth and into the whole world to gather them to do battle the great day of the of God Almighty, Revelation sixteen fourteen. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all powers and signs and lying wonders and with all deceitfulness and unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Second Thessalonians chapter two, nine through 10. Such spirits of divination or familiar spirits operate in fortune tellings, witches or witchcraft, riches, palm reading, crystal balls, tea leaves readers, Though unscriptural methods, spirits of divination foretell futures or things naturally unknown to the natural mind, warning against anyone who operates with familiar spirits are given in the book of Leviticus chapter 19, verse 31. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 6. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 9. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 10. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 27, and 1 Samuel chapter 28, verse 3. Seducing spirits share the consciousness, seduce, entice, tempt, allure, interest, fantasize, excite, arouse, attract, deceive. Seducing spirits are active by causing spiritual wickedness in high places. In church, singles meetings, uh, the singles day, and the women in one room, and the men in another room, and then everybody go and have uh, lunch in the back room, and then they start passing numbers and fornicate when they leave there. I've done it. They are present and operate in a cuff of whatever doctrinal error that exists, seducing spirits we use. Remember that Satan craves worship, and he will take, if any way he can, to get it. Seducing spirits entice men and women to worship idols, and even Satan himself. Unclean spirits, these are demonic powers that afflict the soulless nature of man. They are responsible for immoral acts, unclean thoughts, temptation, and other strategies that Satan used to bind men and women. When Satan controls individuals with unclean spirits, he can also operate in homes, churches, entire nations, as these groups are composed of individuals. This is how Satan works in various levels of the structure of our society. For example, for unclean spirits, see Matthew 10, 1, Matthew 12, 43, Mark 1, 23, and 26. These unclean spirits bring temptations and strategies against us. And look, notice this is in the church. See, where church don't have the ministry of deliverance, they're sin. 
and nobody to discern it. And there's no one able to discern if it's demonic. And it's sad that the condition of the church is where it is here in 2022. Can demons afflict believers? A true believer cannot be possessed by a demon because the Holy Spirit cannot inhabit the same temple as an evil spirit. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God? And ye are not of your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are of God's. 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20. When you belong to God and are filled with the Holy Spirit, you cannot belong to Satan and be filled with the Spirit at the same time. The Holy Ghost will not abide in the same temple with Satan. But this does not mean believers cannot be afflicted by demonic powers. It is these powers against which we wrestle. Satan used demonic powers to attack believers from the outside through oppression, the symptoms of which was perceivably discussed. But he cannot pass the true believer. He can't. Indicates corruption he will try or bind. We have to control him and remove him for our thought life. See Ezekiel 38.10. This is what happened when Peter, a disciple of Jesus, was used by Satan to try to divert Jesus from suffering for the sins of all mankind. When Jesus described the suffering he was to go through, Peter said, Be it far from thee, Lord, thou shalt not be unto thee. Matthew 16.22. Jesus said to Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou an offensive to me, for thou servest not the things that be of God, but those things that be of men. Notice that Peter is a believer, and Jesus was able to discern Satan in the believer. Why churches can't do what Jesus did to Peter? We need discernment so you can identify from the Holy Spirit conditions that the person has. Everybody that was under my ministry 14 years ago when I was having a Bible study here at my house, I know Every demon the Lord revealed to me and everybody, including what was in me. Jesus said, you know not what spirit ye are of, Luke 9, 62. We have to ask the Holy Spirit to diagnose your condition. People in the church uh, bucking for position, control, manipulation by the pastor to keep them seduced under him. Idols that people look at the pastor more than Jesus will submit to the pastor more than Christ. A pastor has no authority to tell you who to marry, whether to shut your business off and you go to your pastor and say, I got a business and he tells you what to do. And then you go bite that. God didn't tell you. Did you test the spirit to see that God tell him to tell you? See, when we don't test the spirit, we open a whole can of worms to demons in our life. If a believer continues to uh, known with any unconfessed sin, there's a part of which he can cause himself to be tarnished by demons. Paul realized that sin, especially continued unconfessed sin of the flesh, could result in loss of his own soul, even though he preached to others. But continue to live in sin, you will evidently end up in backsliding conditions, and you will no longer be a true follower of Jesus Christ. If you continue in known and unconfessed sin, no one can tell you what part or cause that you may have with the Lord because you're in that sin. If we confess our sins, he's faith, just and able to forgive us. Confess your sins so spirits can't come in. Confess your sins so spirits can't come in. When you confess your spirit, you block the sin that you committed and the blood of Christ eradicates that. That blocks demons, the blood of Jesus. How demons gain control? Demons gain control in people in several ways. Through generational, demons may oppress, 
oppose a person because of previous possession of oppression of the parents, the counter the demonic influence over children, Exodus 20, verse 5, Exodus 37, 34, verse 7, and Deuteronomy 5, 9. Through the mind, the mind is one of the major battlefields of Satan. If Satan controls your thoughts, he would evidently control your actions. Lack of mental control evidently result in the lack of use of the will that the Holy Spirit gives us. This leads to sinful actions, continuing to some sinful thoughts, and actions can lead from oppression to possession, and finally to a reprobate mind, such as described in the book of Romans. A mind totally controlled by evil thoughts. Demons also gain access through mind-altering drugs, which reduce the ability to resist demons and grant seizures of the brain as the spirits enter the mind through the drug. Those sinful actions, sinful thoughts are soon fulfilled by sinful actions. So you have to cast that thought down so that these spirits can't dwell in your thought life. Most people, the amount they cause conditions because they don't cast the thought life down. Casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity the obedience of Christ. And thou shalt think an evil thought, Ezekiel 38.10. But you can counteract that by casting the thought down. Detecting demonic presence. To overcome demonic power, it is important to be able to recognize their presence and tactics. The Holy Spirit has provided a specific spiritual gift for this purpose. This gift is called the discerning of spirits in 1 Corinthians 12.10. To discern means to discover, evaluate, and make a distance between the gift of discernment of spirits and a believer to discern the spirits operating in others. It permits him to discover and evaluate and identify every evil spirit at his disposal by the Holy Spirit. Not all believers have this special gift. If a believer does not have the gift, there are signs of demonic presence that can be observed when the Syrophoenician woman came to Jesus with an appeal that he cast out an unclean spirit from her daughter. He said, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil, Matthew 15:22. How did she know this? She knew it by the symptoms. Detecting it, simply observing what demonic spirits can do is through the symptoms. Look at a person's behavior. Look at their eyes. Look how they roll back. When you say something about Jesus, a cold glance go to the eyes. The eyes is the window of the soul. And this is how most of the time when I'm doing high deliverances with Satanists, that the, the Holy Spirit tells me uh, to look in their eyes and, and the Lord can, the Holy Spirit can identify the demons. We need the signs. We need the gifts of the discernment of the Holy Spirit and to see in the spirit realm. You need to ask the Lord these, these things so you can get it. Demonic oppression can be recognized by the following signs. A physical binding. The daughter of Abraham, she, was, she asked and, and then because she was able to identify. So ask the Lord to teach you how to identify. Get around people. Listen to this take that I'm going to put in tonight on an exorcism that was done in 1970. Learn. Learn everything you can get. In dwelling of an unclean spirit, this is demonstrated by basic moral uncleanliness and filthiness. It might include the desire to go without clothing. For example, Mark 5, 2, Luke 8, 27. Demonic possessions can be recognized by the following. You, there a lot of people that has the spirit of lust like to show their body. Fits of rage, 
These fits may be accomplished by foaming at the mouth. Mark 9, 14 through 29, Luke 8, 26 through 39. Resistance in spiritual things. It is an account in Mark 6, 7 and Mark 1, 21 and 28. The demons knew Jesus immediately and asked him to leave them alone. Fear of the name of Jesus, prayer and the word, as well as blasphemy of that which is spiritual. Are all symptoms of demonic possession excessive blasphemy control physical features, erupt behavior, changes of mood swings when you say the word of Jesus? This is when you tell somebody got demons in them. Changes in personality or voice. A person who's normally shy may become aggressive or violent. Actions as well as, as appearance may affect the moral character and the intellectual change of that person's voice may be altered. Mark 5, 9. Accompanies of physical infirmities in case of demon possession, these appear most commonly by the afflicted of the mental nervous system. Demons can affect the nervous system and the mental ability of a person's soul. Mark nine, uh, Matthew nine thirty three, Matthew twelve twenty two, Mark chapter five verse four and five. They also can include a general weight in the way of physicality of the body. Mark chapter nine verse fourteen through twenty nine. Demons are good in starving people. If you see people that don't want to eat, that's the spirit of Belimina trying to destroy them by them not eating. Who is to deal with demonic powers? Dealing with demonic powers is nothing something to be left with professional ministers. Jesus says all believers have the ability to overcome demonic powers. All of us, Mark 16, 17. Let us not look at, uh, you got to be a pastor to cast out demons. No. Jesus say, in my name, you shall cast out demons. That is it for tonight. I'm taking a break, a little tired on the end over here. God bless you here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio. Please so see at www.livedeliverance.com. And look on the lower left-hand side of the PayPal icon and keep us on air. God bless you. Thank you for listening to us. We're going to open up the lines temporarily, and then we're going to close out. God bless. Have a wonderful evening, and shalom. Chapter John Durden, you got a mic. Uh, I just got a little one, <laughs> one short stop sentence. Um, I appreciate the teaching tonight. Uh, but I can understand why you condensed it today or tonight as you did. And um, But we always learn something, and especially to me, man, because, you know, I was brought up in learning about demonology when I was in school and these kind of things because when I was in Seminary at all, they talked about no such thing as demons or demons all dead and all this kind of stuff. Hang on. Anyway. Dr. Flutton, Dr. Flutton said, did you write that sermon? I just got through telling everybody that I'm, I'm learning. I, I wasn't taught, just like you guys. And they didn't teach us that in seminary. Dr. Flutton just text on live radio said, EW trained you very well. Appreciate EW. EW didn't train me nothing. When I was in school, when I was in school, just just simple uh, first year uh, theology was helpful, you know, kind of a thing until I got into the groove. But he don't know nothing about no demonology and all this other kind of stuff. He's just like an average guy. He talks well, period. But uh, you know, he know the ABCs of, of um, religion. But uh, he's not. I don't consider him a heavyweight. That's all I got to say about it. 
Okay, Brother John, he says, talk to him from one pillow to another. I just got through talking what I told him that uh, I didn't write the stuff for you, that the Holy Spirit did it for you. And he talked about uh, Emmanuel being my uh, my pillow. Uh, my pillow. A predecessor, what he helped me out every now and then when I needed it, but uh, no big deal. He just because I was I was a freshman, you know, and he had his bachelor's degree. He taught me a few little things, but I mean, I wouldn't consider it uh, uh, great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. He said, "You have a good day." But John, we oh, got we Dr. Know. Stafford wants to call you on private line. God bless everybody. Me and Brother John got to go to work now with some of these guys. Shalom to you. God bless. Private land, Brother John. Uh, who? Who? Who's calling? 